Hey guys, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, where I interview the absolute best health and wellness practitioners from across the globe to show you what they do so you can do it too. This is because, like you, I did not always feel that health was easy. I had tried different diets, exercise plans, but often felt misled by an industry that really thrives on you not getting healthy and always spending money on the next new thing. Because of this, I'm getting bare naked on health and pulling back the curtain to show you that being truly healthy is simple. Wherever you are in your health journey, I want to show you that with minimal effort, you can get maximum results and do what you love. Play with your kids, go for a hike, and crush it in your business all while feeling great. To give a kickstart, I encourage you to go over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to access my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach and that the show is really sponsored by you guys. Each of you that works with me that I am able to take on as a client helps me to be able to keep putting out these podcasts for free. So I just want to thank you, each of you, for your love and support. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Bare Naked Health Podcast. And today's discussion uh, is going to be centered around post-workout nutrition uh, for strength and health. Uh, Again, this is where I'm really focused on these days, like being able to combine uh, not only getting strong, uh, but doing so in a healthy manner uh, and really being able to make it a sustainable model. So I asked for a question, well, part of the reason I'm going into this is uh, I did have some questions about it, just in general, people were trying to ask me, and then I got uh, put out some uh, stuff on social media to ask for, hey, your specific questions. So I'm going to start off answering a couple of those, uh, a couple of those that I find uh, come up more often for people, as well as just some of my general overviews uh, on post-workout nutrition uh, for being healthy uh, for, for, for anybody, but also really more towards geared towards the strength athlete, somebody looking to get stronger. Uh, so the first one uh, came to me, and it was asking about the classic like chocolate milk question because this was, uh, I think back when I was in college, so it was the whole thing like, oh yeah, you should be having the chocolate milk after your workouts and stuff. And I actually don't find this to be that bad of a choice. Uh, I think there are a lot of other things, there are the things that could be a lot worse. Uh, but here you're getting some protein, you're getting some fat, you're getting some carbs. Uh, and people usually say the chocolate milk because you're going with the higher carbs. And it'll go into like the difference between uh, what, what you necessarily want to be eating, like specific macronutrients uh, before a workout, after, during a workout, after a workout. Uh, we'll get into the details on that a little bit more. But as a whole, I think that this is actually a fairly well-balanced food um, for recovery uh, following any type of workout. Like now... When I say any type of workout, I'm talking more based on a strength-based workout, but could probably work just as well uh, for endurance ones as well. But here we're talking more strength training recovery overall. Uh, So yeah, chocolate milk, as long as you're getting, and I'll state this as another caveat, like you want to get it from grass-fed cows. If you get raw milk and make your own chocolate milk, well, that's going to be a whole lot better. Uh, You put some uh, raw cacao um, powder in there, uh, add some, I mean, you could use some sugar, but you could use some maple syrup. Uh, blend that all together and you're going to have delicious chocolate milk that's even going to be that much healthier for you. Uh, and then going off of this, uh, somebody was asking me about like just whey protein in general uh, because again, it's another form of dairy and whey protein, I'm 
definitely a big fan of uh, to be able to use after workout. Now, do I think it's the end-all be-all? No, but I find that it works pretty well for myself. Uh, but again, quality is really what it comes down to here. And I'm getting the best that I can. I'm looking for a cold filtered, uh, cold processed whey protein from grass-fed cows. I want it from grass-fed cows. I want it undenatured. Like you don't want it heated to wazoo, destroying all the uh, other phytonutrients in it. Uh, no, you want it to be as intact and readily available for your body to use as possible. Now, this isn't always the case. Like when you're just getting more of, uh, I'll call it just like your generic uh, dime a dozen protein powders. Now, there really still is going to be a difference. Uh, but I would still say Whole Foods is where you're going to want to go. And we'll, we're going to dive into this. But as, as a whole, whey protein, definitely a good option uh, post-workout. Now, another question, and I find this one to be very fascinating, uh, is, hey, looking to get into like doing some intermittent fasting, some fasting in general, uh, but I work out early morning, 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m., whatever it is. Uh, what, what should I do really? Like, is it going to really hamper anything? And I'm, I'm going to bring in uh, Art Devaney on this one, uh, one of the original paleo guys, and he is a big fan of not eating around a workout window, uh, and I'll cite other sources for otherwise, but he likes that your body has to go through the autophagy, really clean up some of the proteins that, uh, for its own use. Uh, I, I like this idea too. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say this is more as for like a possibility of health, but it's not going to, I don't think, be the ultimate for performance. I think you're still going to be better if you have some fuel in there. Uh, as far as just an overall recovery, uh, I'd say try it out because I don't think that everybody does well with fasting. And that's where it comes down to like fasting can be a great protocol, but to do it all the time, maybe every day or every day that you're working out, I don't know that it's going to be really the best option. So I encourage uh, people, if you're, if you're looking, thinking about fasting, like first of all, make sure you can manage blood sugar well to begin with. If you can do so, like, and you know, okay, I'm not going to be crashing, um, burning for the rest of the workday afterwards, then you're probably okay. I don't think it's something to worry about as much. But if you're somebody who knows, like, wow, you need a little something after the workout, then you're probably right. You're probably going to need that. Uh, but no, I, I like the idea of maybe trying a little bit of fasting or maybe doing it once or twice a week. Like, if somebody works out three mornings a week or five mornings a week, like, four of the mornings week because that's what I was going to say pick half of them do two with two without fasting and see how you feel see how you recover uh, you're going to have to take note on these things because again each of us is going to be a little bit different if you're going for absolute strength my thoughts are though uh, you're not going to get as strong as you want if you're not taking that right in right after the workout I think you're going to lose out on some of the gains if you're going more just for an overall health thing uh, I think some of it can be beneficial, but you can do the intermittent fasting at other times of the day as well. Now, this also just goes not just, uh, the, the, the question, I'm sorry, I didn't answer it fully, was not just about uh, need for protein, but food in general. So I think it goes both ways. Like I, I consider protein just a food like of any sort. So, no, I shouldn't say of any sort. I consider protein to be a food source. So that should be, um, a main stay of what you're using as far as recovery uh, but as we get into like carbs fat will be part of that as well now going off of that uh, 
Andy Galpin was on the show a few months ago, and he talked about so protein and carbs. And I, I can't cite the study; I didn't look at it, but he was talking about it. And I know he's well versed in the research enough. And looking at it, I, I think he said it was at 50 grams of protein versus like 25 grams of protein, 25 grams of carbs, and the recovery was pretty much equal um, across both subsets. So to answer the question of like, oh, should it just be protein or should it just be uh, a couple different macronutrients? From that standpoint, I think it could probably be either, but when we get into leanness and body composition goals, it might be still a little bit different there. So really, if you're gonna be doing something, for sure, I, I, I would recommend if you're going for that absolute strength, getting some food and getting some protein, getting some carbs. Uh, but now when we get into what are your goals, so this can be now, do you want to lean out? Do you want to get big? Do you want to get strong? Do you want to do it for recovery? Uh, many different things coming into play here. Uh, so again, I'm going to keep talking about people that are hundreds of uh, years ahead of me with some of this stuff. And Charles Poliquin would be one of them. And Charles always talks about, you got to earn your carbs. Now, if you're not lean enough to begin with, don't even worry about going with the, the post-workout carbs. And this is where I would say, hey, focus it more on just getting that protein in. And I would probably tend to agree. Uh, if you have a leanness, for males, I think he says around 10%, females around 16% body fat, you've probably earned your carbs. And especially on harder workout days, higher intensity days, higher volume days, you can tolerate them and it'll help with your recovery. Uh, with paired, paired with protein. Uh, but if it's by itself, uh, it, just the protein, you're probably gonna help, but that's gonna be just more of the leanness uh, and still help with whole lot on recovery. Uh, and again, if it's a good quality source, you're still gonna get healthy from that as well. So I'd have to go uh, with that. But hey, get healthy first, get your body leaned out first. I would say more before trying any of the others, because if you're not lean, your body's going to have problems really with your androgenic profile. Like you're not going to have the hormone profile that you like. Your testosterone is going to be a little bit lower. Your estrogen is going to be a little bit higher. So get the level of leanness and then start worrying about adding more muscle. Uh, because if you're getting, if you're focusing on getting lean, you're probably going to put some muscle on at the same time. So again, what are your goals? That's where a big part of this comes down to. Now, talking about like the intermittent fasting though I'm gonna bring up somebody else uh, dr. dr. Fred Hatfield dr. squat as they say uh, so he was a big fan of the zigzag diet and zigzag's diet was more like he wanted you to eat based on what you were about to do so it's two hours before workout that's when you're gonna be crushing food getting really ready for it having your carbs having your protein having your fat so that you have the fuel on board to really get through the workout and this is an interesting take uh, and it's similar to like the carb backloading uh, theory where, okay, you eat stuff at night before the workout or eat before your workout, a lot of your carbs. So there's so many different possibilities here. And I'm saying this for a reason that we're going to get into in a little bit. But I, I like the idea of going on, on a satiated stomach because this is something I really take home to. Uh, if I'm really hungry... I'm going to be focused on being hungry and not on my workout. So I'd rather have the fuel on board and be ready to just crush whatever workout it is that I'm about to get into rather than having to worry about, oh, well, what is it that I'm going to be doing? Uh, 
you know what? I'm a little hungry. Uh, so thinking about the zigzag diet there too. Now, another thing uh, that people talk about is not just the pre-workout, but what about the peri-workout, right? Peri-workout is really intra-workout. Like, so during the workout itself, are you consuming anything? And if this is going to be done, I like this to be in liquid form. Uh, I think just because it's the easiest way for the gut to tolerate it. And is it that big of a deal? Well, I'm not convinced that it is, provided you have your pre-workout and post-workout nutrition dialed in. Because the pre-workout is still going to be feeding over, like, it's not going to be clear of the digestive tract, just like at the snap of a finger there. It's going to take time for that to happen. So as long as you have your pre-workout on board, like, and I don't mean pre-workout supplements, I mean pre-workout food, then you should be good. And then getting make sure uh, post-workout is taken care of as well. I don't think Perry is as big of a deal, but going into a little bit more on post-workout and the window of gains, right? Like everybody talks about window of gains that first, well, a couple seconds up to an hour, even after you uh, finish your workout is when really you're going to be very sensitive to the uptake of protein, the uptake of the glycogen, uh, so the carbohydrates into the muscle and really be able to take it in and best process it be able to best acclimate it into the body. And that's what it's about. It's not you are what you eat, you are what you take in too, right? So making sure that you're taking in all of these foods and being able to absorb them best is really gonna come into it. And that's why I love Paul Check's quote, uh, you should already be starting your post-workout, you should be starting to eat before the sweat drives from your brow. So before you're done sweating, you, you wanna already be eating. and. He is probably the one that I respect the most out of all of these guys that I've talked about. And it's probably why I've followed his advice and found it to work best for me. Now, I say found it to work best for me, and that's probably why I follow him the most. So you have to understand, I have some bias in these, and I've also presented five maybe different ways to go about your recovery. There's a reason for that, because you are different than I am. Your friends are different than my friends so on and so forth. We are all different. And we're gonna have to find how we recover best. This goes, this nutrition goes just like any other. There's not gonna be a one size fits all approach to it. There's a reason that Fred Hatfield found it one way. Charles Poliquin found it another way. Andy Galpin is studying the research. The researchers are finding it yet another way. Polchak has just resonated the most with me. Uh, So that's who I'm following. Now I'm gonna kinda go into more what I do because this is what I have the most success with and if you're similar to me if you're resonating with a lot of what I'm saying then you're probably in a similar boat now the fasting I've not really experimented with this so I can't really have a comment on personally Uh, I should clarify that fasting immediately after workouts that's if I'm going to break a fast uh, that I've been doing this will definitely be a time that I do it uh, because my body is so ready to uptake all of that food stuff that I'm putting into it. So I really haven't played around with that too much, especially if I am, like the question was posed more of uh, early morning workout. Well, I'm trying to actually have a little something um, either right before and or during my workout. This is when I will utilize some protein powder, maybe some uh, dextrose powder to have some protein and carbs on board to help fuel me through a workout. Uh, but 
I'm also very aware of what I eat before a workout. Uh, if I'm not working out early morning, I will try and eat actually quite a bit. And this, I feel, works well for me. This isn't going to be like gorging myself, but I'm Hirohashibu, I believe it is, right? 80% full. Uh, so, but I'm going to do that maybe at least an hour, if not two hours before the workout. So that my body has, the stomach has time to really start clearing that out and for me to be ready to take the food in and really eat it. So that's where I'm going with my, my pre-workout, where I'm going to have pretty well-balanced amount uh, of carbs, proteins, and fats, uh, probably in fairly equal proportions, uh, maybe slightly higher on the carbs at this time, but not much. I'm just not super carb tolerant. So if I were to put a ratio, it maybe be Forty, thirty-five, thirty-five, where it's protein, fats, and carbs in those ratios. Maybe even like forty, forty. No, that wasn't the right math, or was it? Uh, thirty-five, thirty-five, thirty. Fats, proteins, carbs, uh, or maybe like I'm, I'm throwing numbers around here. Sorry, trying to do math in my head. You get my point? Is I'm probably a little biased, if anything, towards proteins and fats, and a little bit more sparing on the carbs. That's just my makeup. However, post-workout, I do take in a lot more carbs uh, because I feel really good when I do. I recover really well when I do this. Uh, And I notice actually that I will be a little more lethargic uh, and just not being able to just have that same output, same recovery, just feel as good overall after a workout if I don't. Uh, So a typical post-workout for me and I'm going to get into other supplements as well, but as far as just basic macros, I'm taking in about 25 grams of whey protein, uh, five to 10 grams, five grams of creatine. Uh, sometimes I, I don't use this all the time, just like anything that I use. Actually, I won't use it all the time. Uh, I'll go five grams, 10 grams, probably more like 10 grams of, uh, collagen powder. And then I'm having, depending on what I'm doing, this is where it's variable. I'll have anywhere from probably 50 to 100 grams of carbohydrates uh, in the form of dextrose usually uh, just because I want I don't want as much fructose I feel better when I just get the pure glucose in uh, so this is just what I do I just have that in a bottle start down in it uh, and I might start sipping this at the end of my workout depending on how draining a workout is that can also affect some of this but that's my basic uh, shake. Now, this is going to vary uh, depending on, again, what I'm cycling through at the time. I do like the use of adaptogens, so I'll use different adaptogenic herbs uh, throughout the day, but yeah, a lot of times I'll put some in my post-workout. Right now, I just happen to be using maca, uh, gelatinized maca, uh, but I'm a big fan of just mushroom extracts, uh, mushroom tinctures. Um, I'm not a fan of ashwagandha, it just seems to make me way too yin, uh, and I don't feel great when I'm using it. Uh, I'm trying to think of just other ones that I've used. But anyway, uh, getting into it, like they're going, those are going to be the things that I'm going to use post-workout. There aren't going to be a lot of other things that I go into. Even though I know supplements, especially around a workout, it's a big deal. Uh, and let's start off like just, I'm not going to necessarily go into specifics. I'm going to just go into my thoughts on some of this in general. Now, pre-workout, for the pre-workout, there's one that I would go with. Besides food, it would be caffeine. 
So having a cup of coffee, having two cups of coffee if you want, whatever. That maybe 45 minutes or so, uh, hour 45 minutes or so before the workout. Other than that, I don't really see the need for a whole lot of things. Reason being, going back to what I talked about before, getting healthy first. If you do not have your health on board, if your health is just not dialed in, if you're always tired, if you're just down and out fatigued, you shouldn't always rely on pre-workout supplements, pre-workout stimulants especially. There are other things that can be beneficial, of course, and I'm not necessarily going to be a huge proponent of them, but coffee is probably going to be the biggest thing. And then, like I said, as far as up those supplements, it's going to be, my basics are going to be any adaptogens, where I do like these pre-workout as well, uh, but then from there, it's having me having my protein having my carbs now going off of non-supplements and I'm going to dive into a little bit more on supplements but meals so a post-workout meal for me now here's where I'll go into a little bit different ratio than I would uh, on like if I were to do a pre-workout I'm going to go with some type of meat usually meat or cheese so if I'm pairing stuff I'll go uh, cheese and fruits together. I like those a lot. Uh, if I'm going meat, I'm going to go potatoes, uh, whether it be sweet potatoes, it could be, uh, or winter squash. Those are going to be my biggies. Uh, and actually I'm going to go lighter on the fat here. So I'm not going to dredge everything in fat. I'll probably have more coconut oil or butter. Um, but just a little bit, I don't go as much on that. Uh, but this could also any form of meat. When I say any form, I mean any form. So it could be muscle meats, it could be organ meats, whatever the case, that's what I'm diving into uh, because hey, it's all about just the quality of it. So listen to the other podcasts I've done on quality of nutrition, but here I'm talking, I'm just going with some muscle meats, maybe a little bit leaner cut because like I said, I don't go as high fat post-workout, just feel better doing that. I go higher carbs. So here's where my ratio, similar, like though maybe a one-to-one ratio, protein and fat to carbs, uh, but more likely than not, it's going to be at least a two to one, if not like four to one ratio of carbs much higher in this case to protein and lower on the fats. And that's going to be within probably an hour of me consuming a shake. So I'm, I'm taking in a lot of food post-workout, a lot of calories, and that's how I feel best recovering. So you know what? That's what I do. Uh, I don't hesitate in making that statement, but it also might change uh, in the future. But I'm going to take a break right now, and I want to get back to you guys more uh, on some supplements. All right, guys, so I want to jump in now uh, on a little bit with the supplements then, too. And this I wanted to take not actually a very deep dive into um, for, like, pre-post-workout, just anything surrounding the workout. And the reason being, there's not a lot to be said for it. Uh, Like I said, maybe some of the shakes, like, maybe some whey protein, maybe some dextrose, just something very simple. But immediately after that is food. Uh, Before the workout is food. Before the workout, like I said, maybe some coffee, some tea. Um, I'm a big fan of the adaptogens, like any adaptogenic herbs. Uh, A lot of the medicinal mushrooms in and around a workout period. But again, these are all foods. Like even some like the dried um, fruit powders, like all the latest, greatest berries and everything. And I'll use some of them once in a while, and I like them. But 
that's really all you need. Like, there, there's nothing that I can get behind, whether it's like beta alanine, uh, citrulline melee, like any of these things. They really aren't that big of a deal. Uh, I guess I could get behind maybe some branch chain amino acids uh, if you're if you have all of the other bases covered. Uh, and the branch chains can be nice, like during a workout, they're just really easy on digestion, but it still gets you some of the aminos. Um, other than that, I really don't see hardly any of it as being worth it. Uh, even like the taurine, the, the B vitamins, like most of them, is, if you want some more B vitamins, go go eat some beef liver, like go, <laughs> go eat some ground beef uh, from a grass-fed source and you're gonna be getting tons of B vitamins there. Now, if your B vitamins are low and you're just not absorbing it, different ballgame. Uh, now you got to look at your gut, making sure that's healed. But all in all, there's not a lot that I had to say about the supplements, but I wanted to touch on it because I think it is an important thing to address. Uh, so really, until you have everything else down, and I'm talking everything, it's not going to affect your health. It's not going to affect your strength. Uh, all it is is just paying out a lot of expensive things. Uh, so that's it for the, the post-workout. I went into a little bit of pre-workout there, but suffice it to say, try a lot of these things. There's not going to be a one-size-all-fits approach. Uh, you know what I mean. So a one-size-fits-all approach to this. Uh, it's going to be some trial and error. There are lots of things that I presented that have research behind each and every one of them, and I respect each and every person that talked about them. And that's why each and every person, each and every one of us is different. We're all meant to be doing different things. Uh, so try it out. Find what works best for you. I found what works best for me currently. Uh, but by all means, it wasn't the same thing I was even doing a year ago. So make sure you're not too uh, unwilling to change. And you're going to see your health, your strength, your happiness, everything just continuing to go through the roof. Uh, so if you like this episode, please let me know. Uh, I, I had fun doing this because it gets me answering some of your questions. Uh, I have a couple guests booked up uh, coming up next, and I'm excited to get them on. But in the meantime, please let me know if there's anything else you want me to go into, any questions you want answered around any specific topics. I can go in a little more depth uh, if you like. But thank you again for listening, and have a great day. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to head over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to check out the show notes for today's episode. While you're there, go to my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach, and the show is sponsored by you guys. Each of you that I work with helps me to be able to put out podcasts like this for free, so thanks again for your love and support. Finally, if the show has helped you out in any way, please head over to iTunes to give the Bare Naked Health Podcast a positive comment and five-star rating. This really goes a long way in getting the word out with how simple health can be and helping to share the podcast with others, so thank you. Mm-hmm.